Can you believe the ending? Oh my gosh. There you go. Uh, SummerSlam is uh, wrapped up and uh, quite the ending of the show there. Uh, just uh, a lot going on. So uh, drop your uh, comments below on uh, on SummerSlam because it was uh, quite the ending for uh, for WWE's uh, big, uh, big event in front of a uh, crowd of uh, 50,000. And uh, man, I tell you what, Brock Lesnar back in WWE. Uh, two big returns tonight, but uh, yeah, so Roman Reigns, John Cena, put on a heck of a show. Enjoyed the show. It was great, but uh, yeah, well, let's talk about that uh, main event of the evening, which by the way, I didn't like the stipulation, the stipulation that they had that if uh, Roman loses, he leaves WWE, because that kind of set up that Roman was going to win. They didn't need that stipulation in the match. Was already sold on the match. Uh, I mean, you're not going to get rid of Roman Reigns. Uh, pretty obvious. Uh, without it, I, I thought maybe Cena had more of a chance to, uh, you know, beat the record of uh, world championships, which you almost kind of figured was <laughs> with Ric Flair being gone. But not the case. But Cena Reigns have a great match. Uh, enjoyable. Uh, you know, a couple of false finishes there. Uh, the AA off the uh, top rope happened. You know, the. Uh, uh, the moves that uh, the Reigns tried to put at the end there, uh, they're, they're uh, seen them reversed. And then they have the spare at the end, and there you go. Roman Reigns retains, and then all of a sudden, you hear some music that we haven't heard in over a year, and Brock Lesnar is back. How about that? Brock Lesnar comes at the end. Uh, it's kind of a stare down. Nothing physical between him and Reigns. Uh, I love it because uh, Paul Heyman's like powering in the corner. Uh, kind of freaking out a little bit. And, uh, it was just uh, one of those moments that was uh, a great way to close out SummerSlam. A, uh, I, I thought an enjoyable SummerSlam. I don't want to people a lot of you know crap on uh, the card or whatever else. But you got to be honest. I mean, if uh, the expectations weren't like super high for some of these matches, uh, obviously the main event was and Edge and Rollins. You knew it was going to be big, but uh, you know people just like the crap on it because. It's what you do. By the way, just uh, in the comment section, just uh, through up our uh, Facebook page. If you're watching us on Twitter or however you're watching us, uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook. And the same thing on uh, Twitter is uh, Twitter uh, ESPR99. So appreciate the uh, support uh, tonight. Uh, however you want to follow us, however you want to uh, subscribe to us. Uh, it's Eat Sleep Podcast Repeats, usually me and Sean. And uh, we've been doing this for uh, about four years now. Uh, we just posted episode 221 earlier today, which was a preview of SummerSlam, which was kind of funny because we talked about, uh, you know, whether we'd see uh, Brock Lesnar or uh, Becky Lynch show up. And uh, we saw them both tonight. We saw them both. But Brock is back, which I guess the big question is, uh, what happens to Finn Balor? What goes on with Finn Balor at this point? Because I figured he'd be next for Roman Reigns. Or is he just going to go on the back burner? Or is he going to, you know? You're going to fight Baron Corbin for the 40th time. Uh, we'll just see what happens there because he's the same, seems to kind of be in limbo. But, anyways, uh, the Cena Reigns match, a great match for what it was. Uh, the crowd was into it, uh, especially near the end there because I think a lot of people thought that maybe Cena was going to win, which is what you want in the match like that. Even if you think the guy's not going to win, you want a match where it's competitive. You think, like, holy crap, uh, Cena may pull this off. So, uh, there you go. Uh, good question for Trent. Can Heyman not match both Brock and Roman? I would say not at this moment, especially the way he reacted, uh, because you know he kind of, I guess you could say, abandoned Brock, and then um, 
you know, he's uh, he's with Roman now. So I, I don't I don't see that being a pairing, especially if uh, Brock wants the title. And you got to figure, um, you know, how, how long is this going to go on before he gets a title match? Because it's not going to be an extreme rules. I mean, are they going to wait till Survivor Series? Is Roman going to say, well, Finn's next in line, Brock, so you're going to have to wait uh, and, and do something like that? Or is somebody else going to screw up the uh, contract signing? Anyways, quite the main event, like I said, uh, if you haven't seen that match and you're just uh, been following the spoilers, eh, you know, it's definitely worth the time. A uh, match that's a little bit of a letdown and just more based on the booking of the match. It was uh, Bobby Lashley versus uh, Goldberg. It was in the match uh, prior to that. And uh, it was uh, done by, stopped by referee stoppage. Uh, the storyline being that uh, Goldberg's knee was, uh, you know, hit by MVP. And then uh, Lashley worked on it and Goldberg can continue, which just seemed odd. You know, for uh, for that down for a Goldberg match, but what happened is uh, Lashley started beating up Goldberg with a chair. Goldberg's son came out from behind and jumped on Lashley, and the reaction was great. And he basically flipped over the kid, put him in the full nose for a minute. Kid passed out, and then VP stopped him and was like, "Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Like that's that's his kid. That's his kid." And then he even got on the mic and said, "Like, hey, we didn't know that was his kid. Uh, you know, we're, we're sorry, but uh, anyways, your winner." Bobby Lashley. So I don't know if there's going to be a part two to that. But uh, that was, uh, yeah, you know, that was, that was all right. Um, I, I just wish the booking was a little different because they kept setting it up like it was going to be like Goldberg's final match. Like Lashley was going to put him away. Uh, and maybe this does set up some, something down the road, maybe for Extreme Rules or whatever else. And, and maybe it's, I don't want to say it's a retirement match, but, uh, you know, this would almost, see, this was where it would fit if Goldberg doesn't win, he, he retires uh, until he gets a phone call a year later. If Vince wants him to show up, um, so that, that's what you get with that. So we'll run through the uh, the uh, card quickly here, just to uh, recap the night, uh, and then I'll start on the pre-show. By the way, Biggie versus Baron Corbin. Biggie won, got his money in the bank uh, contract back. I mean, technically, this is all the whole time anyway. He uh, he gets it back, and we don't, you know, really, you know, he just doesn't come out for the last match of the night, which uh, would have been interesting. Uh, but anyways, that's going on. Uh, then you had RK Bro winning the uh, Tag Team Championship from AJ Styles and Omos. It was an entertaining match. I enjoyed it. Uh, a lot of action outside the rings. It's totally a great story. Great opener. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, a match that was thankfully short was the match between Alexa Bliss and Evil Mary. Uh, Dewdrop, Alexa Bliss won. With uh, basically, uh, you know, remove and then uh, Dewdrop says that the uh, loser of the match is Eva Marie. Uh, so I don't know if she's a face. Nobody cared. And thankfully, that match went under uh, four minutes, by the way. Uh, you got uh, Sheamus uh, losing to Damian Priest. A very physical match. I've I seen some people poo poo this match online. I thought it was good. A uh, good match for Damian Priest because he wasn't fighting the Miz or John Morrison, who I think that's all I've seen him fight. Basically, since uh, since WrestleMania, so uh, congrats to Damian Priest getting his first single title. That was good. Uh, fun tag match of the night. Uh, another one. Uh, the Usos uh, retaining their SmackDown Championship against the Mysterios. No Dominic turn here, uh, but uh, Ray suffering the pinfall. And uh, maybe the feud's done at this point. I don't know what else you can do with these guys. Uh, find another tag team for the Usos to fight. I don't know who that would be because I'm trying to think of face tag teams. On SmackDown, they're not uh, they're not the guys with the red cups. His name escaped me at this moment, but you know what I'm talking about. And but then, uh, but Dawkins just lost to Otis on SmackDown anyway. So, Street Profits. 
anyway, uh, so I don't know what's next for the Usos, but glad to see him retaining. Okay, so we thought we were going to get uh, Bianca Belair fighting Sasha Banks, and then we find out that uh, Sasha Banks isn't uh, isn't there. You know, they give a reason, probably COVID. There was some talk that last week that uh, this match may not happen. Carmelo's there. And then all of a sudden we hear music we haven't heard since May of last year. Becky Lynch's music, a huge pop, uh, the biggest pop of the night. I think even bigger than the, the Brock re- reaction, because um, because this was really unexpected. And uh, Becky comes out, throws Carmella out of the ring, challenges Bianca Belair, says wants to tear the roof off the place. Uh, and the match lasts in five seconds. Like I'm happy Becky's back. I think it's great. Um, but I almost felt like WWE hit the panic button here because they didn't have Sasha. So they needed something, and they had a match that wasn't really a match. And I don't think it was fair to the Bianca. Obviously, it's going to set a rematch where they'll have time to build a match. But, you know, they probably made a decision. Crap, we need Becky. She's going to be here anyway. And it was a very short match, um, which doesn't benefit both of them. But, you know, Becky is your money machine, and she's now your SmackDown Women's Champion. And they'll have some matches with uh, Bianca Belair. But, uh um, but great to see Becky back. I, I just wish it was a different way, but I'm going to complain uh, one way or another. But Becky's back, and she's her SmackDown Women's Champion. Yeah, who, who saw that coming earlier? I mean, we, we kind of you know, thrown it out there, but, like, how would she come in? But obviously without Sasha, that's what they did. Uh, the one match I, I didn't really see, and it was pretty short, so I didn't miss much. But uh, like I tell us, uh, Drew McIntyre defeated Jinder Mahal is what it is uh, on that particular match. Uh, Paul, the, yeah, they did do uh, Belair Dirty by making it a squash match. Yeah, I kind of feel that way, that she deserved more. And I, I just, you know, felt like, I mean, do you go a couple of minutes and, th- and then Becky wins? Does that help Belair? Or do you just kind of do it this way where it's like, well, I wasn't expecting you. I was expecting Sasha. And then I was getting mentally ready for Carmella. And then you come out and it's like, I don't know. You know, you know you're trying to build stars and then you do this. And people complain. You know, yeah, the crowd pops. It's like The Rock being Eric Roman at WrestleMania in a very short match. This was uh, about the same way. And it kind of sucks for a title change for that way. Like, I think it's good to have Becky back, but kind of wish he did it differently. But, uh, you know, I guess I, I guess WWE hit the panic button on that. I mean, could you imagine, like, CM Punk rolling into AEW and, you know, challenging one of their champions and then defeating him in a minute? Like, how, how's that going to go? You know, are they going to pop like, oh, my God, CM Punk did this? Or are they going to say you're, you're crapping on, on the people? So, yeah, there you go. But uh, Becky is your new champion. Uh, Drew McIntyre beat Jinder Mahal. Nobody cared. Uh, the triple threat match, um, I was hoping Nikki would win on the Raw Women's Championship side. But uh, Charlotte uh, made Nikki tap out to the figure eight. Uh, entertaining match. The last, um, last few minutes of this match was, was really good. And it just seemed like it could come on uh, either way. And it was nice to see, like, Rhea and Nikki at times team up against Charlotte, which uh, was just kind of interesting because, uh, you know, kind of made, like, Charlotte's the unstoppable force and took two people to beat her. So that'll probably be her promo on Raw on Monday. But uh, and they couldn't do it. So and now she's, uh, what, 8,000th time uh, woman's champion. But anyways, congrats to Charlotte. She gets closer to uh, her dad's mark. <laughs> Um, I, I feel bad for Nikki because it was almost like all for nothing that this happened. And, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Anyways, but uh, congrats to uh, Charlotte. Rhea will do her thing down the line. Uh, probably the match of the night. And I'm not a, like, 
you know, I was a big fan of Edge. It varies. Uh, I enjoyed this match between Edge and Seth Rollins. It was really good. I mean, yes, they're they're solid wrestlers, and uh, man, it was it was it was an entertaining match. One of those matches that could have gone both ways. It told a great story. You had you know Seth trying to get the stomp in there, Edge reversing it, and you had you know Edge you know trying to get his moves in. Thought maybe it was done with the spear, uh, the spear, and then uh, you know he gets the, uh, the almost like the sleeper cross face on him. Basically, uh, Seth had uh, no choice to uh, tap out. In that particular match, it was entertaining. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, uh, definitely go back and uh, and watch that one. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun and uh, better than I thought it would be. Like I knew it was going to be good, but it even was better than that. Uh, then you had uh, Lashley and uh, Goldberg. We discussed. You know, I didn't like the ending of that match. And then you had uh, Reigns defeating Cena again. I didn't like the stipulation in the match, and it was really weird. Um, there's two moments that happened on the show that kind of gave it away that the person in this match wasn't going to win. Uh, one being uh, Nikki Cross. If you go back and watch the triple threat match, when she hands over the woman's title to the referee, I mean, she gave it a really good look because it was going to be like the last time she was holding it. And it's kind of like, you know what? I get a feeling she's not going to keep that title. And then in the Cena match, when she, uh, Reigns hit the uh, spear on Cena, like, like, Cole was already talking. It was over just as the count was being made. I was like, well, he's not getting up from that. Uh, so it kind of didn't have the dramatics in it. But uh, but it was a great match nonetheless. And uh, Patrice says she got eight right. Uh, looking at my count, I had one, two, three, four. I uh, can't really count the women's match. Uh, five, six. I had eight, too. Uh, the only one I didn't get right was the uh, Raw women's match. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm not going to count the uh, SmackDown Women's match because I figured Bianca would retain. So uh, you know, didn't expect uh, didn't expect Becky showing up. But uh, yeah, Patrine says that Nikki was a transitional champion, which is kind of odd because the title went back to to Charlotte. But um, yeah, was it too predictable of a show? Um, I mean, do you think about that? I mean, Patrine says she got eight. Uh, Brandy got everything, but uh, Becky. And I think, uh, you know, when we're talking about on the card here, I mean, yeah, I think because I think Sean and I pretty much agreed on most things. I think he did have Charlotte winning in the Raw match. I just felt like that match, you do all this with Nikki, and then you're going to take it away from her. It just didn't seem to make sense. Uh, but hopefully they got some opponents for Charlotte. So I was looking forward to some Nikki matches, uh, fighting some different opponents, because I really don't know, other than Charlotte fighting Rhea, uh, for the 10th time now, um, they really got to space it out. Uh, I don't know who else uh, she could be uh, having opponent-wise. But uh, but that's your card. Uh, any thoughts on the card? Drop them below before we, uh, before we uh, wrap up tonight. Yeah, was the show too predictable? Uh, I, I don't mind a predictable show as long as, you know, it's, it's the uh, – it's the journey, I guess, if you will, and not the uh, destination because we, we kind of knew going into this card – uh, what the uh, show was going to look like. Um, yeah, they usually do the draft after SummerSlam. That's a good point, uh, Patrine. Let me see when that is uh, coming up because that should be pretty soon. That's always a big selling point. Um, they haven't announced a date yet, but um, it looks like it's going to be in early October. So either the uh, first or uh, of uh, 
of October or the 8th and then probably the 4th, uh, the SmackDown show will have the uh, draft. So that's what we're looking at. Or actually, I take that back. Uh, the 4th is a Monday. So it will be the 1st of October or the 8th of October, which is SmackDown, which will have the uh, draft. So, yeah, we're just over a month away from the draft. They'll shake up some stuff, maybe get some, uh, you know, some new opponents for Charlotte. And everything else, uh, and and for Becky and SmackDown, I guess when she's done with Bianca, because I don't see her dropping the title uh, that soon. And it's a shame that you know Bianca had a decent reign; it could have been longer. And I guess Sasha will probably be back at that point as well. Uh, hey, all right, Paul says Heyman also held the title during the match. Usually, the timekeeper hold it if the belt's not on the line. So yeah, they got those tells like that that uh, um, that he is. Uh, uh, you know, keeping the title in that way and stuff. It's almost like Ric Flair in the uh, the red trunks, because if you wore the you know, the or the uh, white trunks or the red trunks, uh, depending on what color trunks you wore, you knew he was going to lose the match. That was uh, just always the case or some strange coincidence or whatever else. Um, all right. Uh, what is that? Brandy uh, says that the draft is uh, August 30th or September 4th. That could be the case, which means it would be next week. So it's either it's coming soon, <laughs> I guess it's either you're right or I, I'm right, or it's going to be sometime uh, in between that. Looking up another story, um, it looks like uh, it's between the like I said, October first, fourth or eighth uh, between Raw and SmackDown. They originally, was reported branding on the dates you provided, but apparently they they made some uh, switches and stuff. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, so it's getting delayed a month for whatever reason. But, uh, but Jeffrey is complaining whoever booked this pay-per-view needs to be fired. Um, you know what, Jeffrey? In some parts, I agree with you. Only in certain things. The booking of the Gold Ring match, uh, the stipulation in the Cena Reigns match, um, and the fact that um, I'm not going to blame him on the Becky thing. It's frustrating. But uh, I, I, I just kind of felt like, you know, they uh, – uh, you know, they did Bianca wrong, and you know, I, they said they didn't have time to have a match. I can say they probably just said, "Hey, we're gonna have a match tonight," and then that that was their, their cop out because that's what WWE does. I uh, ever since Goldberg should have wanted that big E cash in at him, and he gets his uh, dream match. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't. It wouldn't help Lashley. I think at this point, which is really weird, because I thought that if Brock was gonna come back that they were going to have him go after Lashley. Because I thought when when Lashley had the chair and was beating up Goldberg, I thought maybe that, uh, oh, you know, we're going to get Brock coming out, but we got Brock after that. And then people why uh, wonder why a WWE is better. Uh, William, uh, by the way, welcome to the, uh, the, uh, the page. Um, you know, there is some of that. Because, like, it seemed like I said, came out and he had defeated Turbiella in a minute. People have been like, what's going on? You just ruined all this momentum. It's what WWE does, you know, but like they're more worried for the business side of things as opposed to uh, the storyline or continuity. And, and Jeffrey said they later did the Brock, the Brock Kofi thing with Becky. Yeah, they kind of did, and it sucks because uh, Bianca, uh, you know, deserves better. I mean, she'll get her rematches and stuff uh, at some point. You know, Sasha doesn't step in and say, well, I was supposed to have that match. Uh, Patrine, so it was uh, SmackDown that live on Friday. Sasha and Bianca were both there, so rolls out COVID. Um, 
Well, if, if Sasha, if she wasn't like in the ring area, kind of like Edge wasn't, uh, sometimes those segments are taped. Obviously, it was live. Uh, and Bianca was there. But if you don't see Sasha in the ring area, you know, they didn't want to uh, say anything uh, <laughs> that, you know, that they were going to have that match because obviously they wanted to keep that surprise. So they may have taped something or wherever um, the, the Sasha segment was. Um, you know, a week prior to that, yeah, they were both here for the contract signing, but then the story came out quickly afterwards that uh, they missed some house shows and, um, you know, wherever was going on with Sasha. They never said what was going on, but uh, but that but that's the segment there. Um, Jeffrey says, AEW's good moments are better, but their bad moments are a dumpster fire, and I agree with you. Um, it was just... Uh, <laughs> you know, you know when they have the train wrecks, they definitely have the train wrecks and stuff. And then, uh, uh, you know, it's and it's a lot of guys doing flips or whatever else. And it, to me, it's like it needs like if you got like more Edge and, and Rollins style matches in AEW, I think I would like AEW even more. Um, it was the right length. It was twenty minutes. It told a great story, uh, and the crowd was into it. And all that. Um, Jeff Rouse said this Becky versus Sasha and DQ wouldn't be remotely this upset right now. Do you mean, I guess you mean Bianca? Because I thought like maybe Carmella would interfere. Like, uh, you know, I thought because they didn't show her leaving. So I thought maybe after Becky beat her up, maybe that I thought, oh, maybe she'll be a factor and cost the match. Um, you know, but here's the other problem, I guess, um, is that, uh, okay, if that happens, then the crowd's going to poo poo this whole thing and they're going to be like, well, why did you bring Becky back if she's not going to get the title? I, I don't think that would have gone well. I just didn't like the fact, like, I think everybody's complaining. It's, you know, it's a five minute, five second match. If that, or according to Wikipedia, it's a 27 second match because I think it took, you know, it's time for them to kind of stay there. The fake handshake and then the punch and then the, uh, the, uh, the man, uh, slam or whatever you call it. The man's rock bottom. Uh, there you go. Well, it'll be interesting to see the reaction she gets on Friday with SmackDown. You know, which, by the way, it's no surprise she went to SmackDown, uh, considering that's where Seth Rollins is. I know a lot of people thought maybe she'd go to Raw uh, and then, you know, challenge for that title. Um, but uh, obviously, with Rollins being on the SmackDown, uh, that's where we're going to be because usually they don't break up the couples uh, too much on television. So, um, or at least even if they're not together, like when they initially had. Uh, um, uh, yeah, Alistair Black's uh, Selena Vega. Um, yeah, they had to be on the same brand, so uh, they figured that. But uh, Jeffrey says uh, they have uh, directions to go with everything, but they missed out some better opportunities tonight. I, I kind of felt like that in some things. Uh, I mean, I thought there'd be more with like, hey, the, like the dewdrop thing with uh, Alexa and, and Eva, but I think nobody cared when that happened because I don't think anybody cares about Eva Marie. I mean, the RK Bro thing was great. Uh, Damian Priest winning was great. Um, Busos, I think, was fine. Um, you know, I, I kind of wish Nikki retained and that. Um, you know, I thought about that too, Jeffrey. Um, I forget to bring it up this morning. CM Punk and Cole Cabana are in the same company now because I thought maybe they're in, uh, you know, Punk's uh, speech last night. He would drop a Cole Cabana line. But I know those guys are friends. But uh, you do get Brock back. So you got two big returns tonight, by the way. So we got Brock is back. Uh, Becky is back, um, which, by the way, is, is uh, great for uh, SmackDown, by the way. Uh, Teresa seems aware that it is allowed to be a title match. Here. Just uh, Becky to come out, throw a camera around the leave, and show up on Friday. 
Yeah, they could have done that. You know, I mean, they could have. You know, they had Shinsuke Nakamura come out for a segment with uh, with Boogs uh, on the guitar, just just whatever. Because I guess you got to showcase your champion. It's like, oh yeah, hey, don't forget we have this guy, but we didn't book him for a title match because we didn't have anything. Because uh, uh, do you want to see him fight Apollo Cruz for the fiftieth time in the last month? Um, so you had that, but yeah, there's a lot of questions on the Becky thing, you know, and it, it seems to be more negative than positive. Like they're happy they're back, but not happy. It's like Seamus, Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania 27. It's like, okay, cool. Seamus won, but you wish they had a match. And in the long run, it worked out for Daniel Bryan. So maybe in the long run, maybe in the long run that uh, it works out for uh, Bianca Belair. Uh, Jeffrey says I'm the only person okay with Charlotte winning. She's one of the best in the world. Had a great match and went super duper clean, and never a long term champion. Um, yeah, it was a great match, and you know, it, it just felt like you know, like she took on both of them, you know, because she's invincible, uh, being Charlotte. But it was a good match, and like I'm not saying she doesn't deserve the championships. Um, you know, she does have a lot of reigns, and a lot of them are short. Maybe at some point she will have a long reign. Um, I just don't know who's going to challenge her outside of. Uh, Rio uh, Ripley, though. She gave up her belt, though. She technically has a stake in the top because of it. So we'll see what happens. We will uh, see what happens. Uh, you know, uh, at least it gives us something to watch on Raw and SmackDown this week. Uh, we'll see if, uh, if you know, if it's not the same kind of show. Uh, it's a 15-minute promo at the beginning. And then we're going to follow it up with uh, a rematch from SummerSlam. And we'll get Damian Priest versus Sheamus. I'm discussing uh, RK Bro said he has our uh, riddle says he has a gift for Brandy Orton. So there's at least something to look forward to on uh, Raw on Monday. And then you got Brock and Becky on SmackDown on uh, Friday. So, uh, but you know, SmackDown's kind of the uh, must see show right now. So I'm sure the USA Network's probably thrilled that, like, uh, I'm saying it sarcastically, that they don't have Becky or Brock right now. So my cat makes a, another cameo. How you doing, buddy? You doing all right? All right. Anyways, bring her down here. So, this is Daisy, everybody. All right. So, anyways, that's your show. Um, we got to go to bed. It's like 20 to 1. Anyways, uh, it was a good show. Overall, you know what? i say it was a 7 uh, because of the um, – here's why. Because what we expected, we got. Uh, the good matches were great with Edge and Rollins and Cena and, and Roman Reigns and stuff. <laughs> and, um, you know, I wish the Lashley-Goldberg thing was better. And uh, we got Becky Lynch and Brock back. I mean, it was a decent night. I mean, the, the matches that stank uh, were the ones that we thought were going to be bad. So, I mean, I guess, you know, that to me kind of meets the expectations because nobody expected a five-star match from McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. No offense to McIntyre, but it's just, you know, the build could have been differently, and, and nobody cared. And Alexa Bliss and Eva Marie – be honest here, they, you know, they all love uh, Alexa, not so much even Marie. But there you go. Uh, I think Sean and I will do a uh, uh, Goldberg overperformed. You know what? I was impressed with Goldberg's performance. I will say that. Um, you know, it was, and a match went seven minutes. Obviously, the last three of that was him and one knee. But uh, but I was impressed with the slams and everything else, and that they didn't uh, have too short of a match. That that was my fear of the night. So see, over delivering. So it balances out. Seven out of ten, I think that's fair for SummerSlam. Um, you know, I try to remember some of the previous SummerSlams, how that compares in the last uh, couple of years. But you know what? It was an entertaining show. 
those are going to complain are going to complain and everybody else is going to be like, well, that's what WWE does and <laughs> that's why AEW is better or whatever else. Uh, you know, hey, at least it's a good time to be a wrestling fan right now. We got Punk and AEW and everything going on there. Daniel, Brian, Brian Danielson showing up somewhere. Becky's back. Brock is back. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. So there you go. So enjoy it. Keep the complaints to a minimum, I guess. But there you go. Anyways, uh, hey, if you're watching us, I, well, I guess you're all watching us on the ESBR page. So I, I appreciate that. So you know how to follow us. Um, and uh, don't, don't forget to go check out our previous episodes. Uh, if, you know, if you want to hear our predictions on SummerSlam, you can go find the audio version of that. It is on our uh, you know, SoundCloud channels on the uh, FM99 and 106.9 thefox.com website under the media tab. And uh, check it out because I, I think we did pretty good. The only thing I think that uh, I was disappointed that we didn't get was a uh, RKO at Omos, like a double RKO or any kind of RKO in Omos. Too. We didn't get it, but we did get new tag team champions. But I uh, get a fun night overall and the SummerSlam on a Saturday. I don't think we ever had that before. You said Mondays back in the day. I'm old. I remember when SummerSlam was on a Monday. It's all the very first one at a friend's house down the street, 1988. It was a long time ago. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. I appreciate it. Uh, get some sleep. And then uh, tomorrow, NXT TakeOver. Probably not doing the same thing uh, because uh, just how the uh, card and everything else is going. But, uh, yes, TakeOver is tomorrow. Uh, should be fun. I'm looking for uh, Ford and Dragunov and, and Walter fighting. Uh, that, that, to me, is uh, the match that I really want to check out. Uh, the other ones on the card would be great, too. But that, but that, that one hopefully will live up the first match they had so have a great night everybody we'll see you later and make sure you eat sleep podcast and uh repeat good night everybody <laughs>